Hi guys. Okay. In case you didn't know, I am a control freak. It's true. I cannot let anyone else handle any sort of problem, whether it involves me or not, without panicking. It stresses me out. I can't deal with the doubt of not knowing whether things will work out all right. And up until about sixth grade, my, my anxiety was something I could keep under control. If people ever asked me why I was freaking out about something, I could just fall back on the old, oh, I'm a perfectionist line, and they'd leave me alone. But when I got into sixth grade, things got a little different. I'm sure it comes to no surprise to you that middle school was rough for me. Um, I had just gotten surgery over the summer. I had zero real friends walking in, and I dressed how I always do, which is a lot more colorful normally, but anyway. Um, so if you put someone like me in a group of equally anxious middle schoolers, the results aren't gonna be that great. Gym class was by far my worst of the day. Every day in sixth grade, we would play one of three games. Basketball, or a variation of basketball. And I was out of my element. I mean, I've been in Congo hoops for two years now, and I still do not know what the rules of basketball are. Like, what is a layup? I just, I don't know. Um, so because I was a terrible player, and because I kind of had no friends, my classmates used this as an opportunity to use me as more of a pawn than a team player. So about four times every class period, someone would walk up and ask me to swap the disgusting gym class jerseys with them so they could be on their best friend's team. I always said yes. I think I was hoping that one day someone would want me on their team, but obviously that never happened. And I felt really out of control. I didn't know whether these new kids would understand my heart defect and try and like be nice to me because of it, or if they'd even ever want to talk to me. But I still tried solving all their problems. So I woke up one Sunday morning at 5 a.m. from either insomnia or a nightmare, and I basically hit rock bottom. I fell apart on our couch in the living room, and I was completely exhausted, like physically and emotionally. And my mother woke up surprisingly early that morning as well, found me in a pile on the ground next to the dog, and suggested suddenly that what I needed was some religion. And since it was clear that I wasn't going back to sleep at that point, I got up and got dressed. And that service, Kirch gave a sermon on writing letters to God. And the thing that stood out to me most was all the reasons you could be writing to God. He threw out his arms in a very Kirch-like way, and he suggested things I expect a minister to feel, like hope and thankfulness, but things I also thought only atheists felt, like anger and doubt. I mean, anger and doubt? It had never even crossed my mind that I could be angry at God. Up until that point, I saw religion like those kids in my gym class. They said, switch teams with me, and I'd switch. If your Sunday school teacher says, be thankful, then you feel thankful. I was beginning to touch on the idea that I had led a loss of my faith that year, and more importantly, that it was okay. So I decided to try writing a letter to tell God how I was feeling. And since then, I have looked for the letter. But surprisingly, it is no longer wedged between my mattress and my headboard, so I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. Um, I remember writing about how unhappy I was. Sorry, I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna cry. And I remember writing about how I felt like no one gave a rip about me. And I remember writing, um, 
Can you please just remind me that I'm not all alone down here? And the very next day, the most popular boy in the sixth grade passed me the ball in gym class. I didn't catch it. Um, <laughs> that's not really relevant to the story, but I'm sure you were all hoping for like some sort of stereotypical sports movie ending cliche. Um, sorry, it didn't happen that way. The ball bounced past me and the other team even scored, but to me that didn't matter because as far as I was concerned, that boy had just handed me the symbol of middle school terror and said, it's going to be all right. I'm lucky because I got a burning bush example of God's presence when I needed it most. I don't think that happens every time, and I especially don't feel like enlightened because of that one incident. I still struggle with anxiety and I still panic a lot. This past week, for example, I helped cast a show that I wrote for my school's festival of student-written plays. And I got this amazing cast and this incredible director. And the first thing I did when I got home was lay down on the floor and cry. Because even though things are in all likelihood gonna turn out great, I can't control it. I have to let go and I have to trust someone else. It's hard to trust like a physical person in front of you it's even harder to trust this almighty being that you really don't know at all. But as hard as it might be, I'm trying to adopt a new mantra of my life. And that mantra is not, I will do this right if it kills me. It's something a woman on work tour said to Kashi Rohali that I feel sums up doubt and faith as well as you can in five words. Let go and let God.